scripture to you found in Luke 10 and 19. Luke chapter 10 and verse number 19. And after that, I'll drop to verse 23. Luke 10, 19. The Bible says this. Behold, I give you power. Everybody say power. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, I've given you a greater power. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That means that there is not one thing that the devil can do to you. You need Somebody needs to hear what I... Because what I'm about to say is worth you coming to church for today. Somebody needs to hear it right now. There is not one thing... That the devil can do to you this morning. You haven't come out of one situation to be in this house this morning. That the devil's orchestrated. That can hurt you. I got about four, five, six, believe it. I'm going to say it one more time. There's not one thing the devil did to you this week, this month, this year. That can hurt you. Because God has given us power. Over all the power of the enemy. Verse 23, and he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them. And to hear those things. (laughs) To hear those things which you hear. And they have not heard them. I know Elijah had quite a ministry. I know Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel had quite a ministry. I know David was quite a king. I know Solomon, there was none arrayed like him. And nobody ever saw the splendor of the kingdom of Solomon. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's kings and prophets That would love to see what you get to see. They would love to experience what you get to experience. I am convinced that if the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter walked in this room today. And they were in this place feeling what we feel. They would be absolutely amazed by the power of God that's in this place. Not to say they didn't have it. But to say that the longer time goes on the more glory God's pouring out. In the glory, it is a truth. You can try to be upset about it. You can argue against it. You can, you can try to deny it all you want, but it's not going to change the truth of it. I know God's done some wonderful things in the past. I thank God for the book of Acts. I thank God for the book of Acts. I thank God for every church, every group of people that held on to truth all through the dark ages. I thank God for what he did at Azusa Street. I thank God for the renewed outpouring of the Holy Ghost in our latter days. I thank God for what he did in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. I thank God for what he was doing when I was growing up in this. I thank God for the 90s and the 2000s. But I'm telling you right now, the church has never seen more glory than the church is seeing right now. Because the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Hallelujah. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. And the law of God is this, that his kingdom is an ever-expanding kingdom. The Bible said, and I preached it Wednesday night, of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. 
That means God's government is always increasing. God's kingdom is always expanding. So whatever we had a year ago, it's better than that today. Come on, somebody. Whatever we had 20 years ago, it's greater than that today. It's greater than that today. We are involved in a supernatural kingdom. And that is my message to you today. God bless you. You may be seated. Help us today in this house, Lord. I pray, God, you give me the ability to follow after your spirit today. Let me hear a voice speak to me. In the name of Jesus, give us ears to hear, hearts to understand what your spirit is saying in this church. Let everybody be anointed right now, from the preacher in the pulpit to the saint in the pew. Let every one of us be anointed right now, God, to hear your word. We have to be convinced of that, that this is a supernatural kingdom. We have to be convinced of the fact that this is unlike anything you'll find anywhere else. You could search high and you could search low, but you're not going to find anything like what you felt in this house today. You could go a lot of places, but unless it's an apostolic church, you're not going to experience what you've experienced here today. I'm not saying we're the only ones that got it, but I'm saying we're one of the ones that got it. We are a part of a supernatural kingdom. And so it should not surprise us when God does the supernatural in our midst. When we have what we have this morning. That should not shock us. But we'd better be real careful we don't take it for granted either. Particularly those of us with children who are growing up in this. You better be careful that this doesn't become happenstance to them. That they don't think they can just show up here and have this. If we're going to have what we've been having the last few weeks, we've got to have a group of people who get plugged into what God's doing and what God's saying. Hallelujah. Men, we need men who will get up on their feet every once in a while, clap their hands and shout amen. We need men who will lead the way in praise. We need men who will lead the way in worship. We don't need you to just sit back, but we need you to be leaders in it, men. We need you to blaze a trail for us. We're following after you, gentlemen. Hallelujah. We need ladies in this church who will pray in the Holy Ghost. We need women in this church who will get plugged into what God is doing. We need women who are unafraid and they are unashamed to shout the glory down. We need women who are unafraid and unashamed to say, I don't care who sees me. I didn't get dressed up today just to impress you. But I came to be in the presence of a supernatural God. And whatever I've got to do to connect with a supernatural God, that's what I'm going to do in this holy house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a supernatural kingdom. It's the one that we are a part of. Uh, when God called Abraham, which really began this whole thing of the church, when God called Abraham, he called him with a supernatural calling. The Lord actually spoke to Abraham. He said, I want you to come out from among your kindred. I want you to come out from your father's house and your brother's houses. and I want you to follow me to a city that I will show you. A city whose builder and maker is God. Wherever you go, Abraham, I'm going to give it to you. Every place, your footsteps, that's going to be yours. And to your descendants will, will it go. They will inherit it. And your descendants will eventually be as the stars of the sky. They'll be like the sands of the seashore, Abraham. 
Wherever you go, you just remember that I am your God and I've called you with a supernatural calling. That was different than everybody else because all other people worshipped something. Everybody else did have a form of worship and they continued to worship, but they were worshipping gods that were not alive. They were worshipping gods of wood and of stone. They were worshipping gods who were not a, a God that was able to speak to them. And you need to stop for a moment and realize how blessed we are today to serve the God we serve. You didn't, you didn't, you're not going off of uh, some ancestral tradition this morning. We're not worshiping people who are dead and not alive. We're not worshiping a God made uh, of, of stone or a God that's been carved into a mountainside. That's not who we're serving. Our God doesn't need a stone to be carved after Him. Our God doesn't need a piece of wood to be modeled after Him. Because our God said, I'm going to come and I'm actually going to write my law on the fleshy tablets of your heart. I'm going to be the living God who's not only around you and with you, but I will be the God who is within you. Folks, that takes a supernatural God. That doesn't happen just any old way. That takes a God who is above all other gods. Our God is the living God. And He is not bound by natural laws. He regularly exceeds them. He regularly exceeds the natural law by exercising His authority over them at His whim. All he has to do is decide to do it, and buddy, it's going to happen. That's why he spoke to a, a storm, and he said, Peace, be still. And when he did, the waves quit crashing. When he did, the wind quit blowing. Now, that's pretty impressive when you think about it. If I took a tub of water here today, and I began to do this with that tub of water, and it was shaking, and it had waves in it, it would do that. And if I stopped it, that would be, that would, you could say, well, that's great. The, the, it quit. The, the storm quit. And I could set it down. But for however many minutes, there would continue to be waves in that water. But when our God got up and spoke, he didn't have to wait for anything. He didn't have to say, let's just let everything settle down for a little bit. When our God got up and said, peace be still, it didn't have to calm down for a while. It was immediately still. Because our God is a supernatural God. And He is not bound by a natural law. That's why our God said, if I can just get a remnant, if I can just get a, a portion, if I can just get a piece, it doesn't have to be much. In one passage of Scripture, he said, if I can get uh, a, a piece of an ear and legs, that's enough for me to bring something back. If it's a smoking flax, I won't quench it. All I need is just the smallest bit of hope. And if there's the smallest bit of hope, my God said, I can cause it to begin to produce again. And so our God said this. He said, I know Israel's been scattered. I know that it's two kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And, and we've had Babylon come in and take them. And all these things have happened. But the Lord said, if the remnant, if the remnant, if just the piece of an ear that's escaped out of Judah can take root downward. He said, I'll cause it to bear fruit upward. You know, it's pretty amazing because the law, the natural law says that what is up must go down. The natural law says that everything that's up is eventually going to come down. But our God said, I'm not bound by a natural law. He said, I'll take what's down and I'll bring it up. And you may have walked in this room down today, but in the name of Jesus, you're getting ready to go home. Lift it up. 
Somebody ought to receive that right now. You're getting ready to go home lifted up by the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love preaching to this church because this church loves the supernatural. This church loves what we've been experiencing. But you've got to keep responding like you've been responding. If we don't respond like this, we won't have this. Do you hear me? All it takes is one generation to quit their clapping. One generation to quit their praising. And if praise dies, and I preached about it, it'll cause the demise of everything else. We'll lose holiness. We'll lose one God. We'll lose new birth. We don't praise God. And I know it may sound cliche, and, and I get all that, but y'all know I'm a football fan. I enjoy football. I like to watch those guys. I don't like to play them. But I like to watch them beat each other up. And I watched those guys get out there and play, and they took a camera, and they were going down the sidelines, they, not even to the players. The players are the ones who are really invested. You know, I'm a spectator. I just watch them. They're the ones really putting, putting it all out there, and, and, and they're the ones really invested. But they took a camera, and they went down the sideline with that camera. And the, and the Lord smote me. I'm just going to be honest. Y'all think God can't speak to you that way. He did to me. He went down that camera, down that sideline. Here they go. And when that camera came by, all these people that were sitting on that front, they started going, Y'all think we're crazy here today. There was one kid got up in that camera. Ugliest face you ever saw. He was screaming for his team. He, he, he wanted people to know he was excited about his team. Well, you can say it's cliche, and you can say I'm candy stick, and you can say whatever else you want to say, but I'm going to tell you it's still the truth. If somebody can get worked up about that, those people go to work, and they just do their little thing. And but they go out there, they become somebody totally different. If they can become totally different there, when I get into the house of God, in the presence of God, you better believe I'm getting ready to become something totally different. Because when I walked in here today, I walked into the presence of a supernatural God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We better not lose that. It's not my personality. Make it your personality. That's not what I do. Well, it needs to become what you do. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. If we want a supernatural presence, we've got to have a praise that brings the supernatural. It was David. It was David. This isn't, none of this is in my notes, but I feel it this morning. Because I want to keep preaching to encourage what we have. When we get in that new building, don't you dare, just because we get spread out, don't you dare come in that new building and sit down on worship. I will get up and rebuke us. Y'all know me. I will get up and rebuke us. I, I don't care what we got to do. I'll start kicking stuff over. I'll get crazy. I'll embarrass you. You, you, you don't want me to embarrass you, then you come in there praising God. Just because we get a little elbow room and doesn't mean we're going to quit worshiping the Lord. Just because we get in a new fancy building doesn't mean we come so far. We don't need this. My God in heaven. It was the presence of the Lord that met us at 2011 Harwood Drive. 
It was the presence of the Lord that met us at Southwest Drive. It's been the presence of the Lord that met us on straw floor. And in the name of Jesus, the presence of the Lord is going with us to Rook Road. And we will have a move of God. We will have a move of God. We got to have this. We got to be a hungry people. We got to be a passionate people. And that's what I'm preaching for. I, I know that I can't, I can't go with you every day. And I can't, I can't prod you whenever you get into a bad situation and things get tough. I can't be there all the time to, to prod you. But I'm telling you, I'm going to preach like I'm preaching. I'm going to be just as wild as I can be. I'm going to be just as fanatical as I can be. Because if I can preach with passion today and something get down inside the people of God, I'm going to tell you, it'll, it'll go with us wherever we go. If I could preach you to a place today where you respond to the Holy Ghost, it'll change your life. It is a supernatural presence, and we've got to have it. The world was created by, and the world is subject to the supernatural. And the church that we are so privileged to be a part of today, the church was birthed in the supernatural. For on the day of Pentecost, as 120 gathered in an upper room, suddenly there did come a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Anybody remember where that sound came from? Heaven. There was a sound from heaven. Didn't come from them. He's not, he didn't say they started creating a roar. The Bible said there came a sound from heaven. Heaven. It was a supernatural sound. There was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues. Talk about supernatural. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire that set upon each of them. And from that day to this day, God's church exists in a supernatural kingdom that is governed by the almighty God. Wherever the church is... There you will find a supernatural kingdom. And since the church is made up of the ecclesia. Or the called out ones. Which are the saints of God. Then wherever you find his saints. There you will find the supernatural kingdom of God. A, few, a couple of weeks ago I found the supernatural kingdom of God. Sitting, on a, sitting on a, in a chair. Across from somebody in a couch. In a hotel lobby, I found the supernatural presence of God. He began to speak to me. And began to tell me what the Lord had spoken to them about me and about our church. And, and again, I don't know what all to say about it. I, I can't, I'm, I'm just trying to be careful because I don't want to say anything. I don't need to say God. I don't, I don't want you to think I'm just trying to pump you up or something. I'm really not. I'm trying to get us plugged in is what I'm trying to do. Uh, those that have been disconnected, I'm trying to get you to take the cord out of the pocket of your coat today and go plug that thing back up into the power source so that we can have what God wants us to have. It cannot be overstated and it cannot be overemphasized that the Lord has issued an invitation to His church to experience the supernatural and to live in the supernatural. That is not a far-fetched reality. That is not something, young people, that's going to be hard for you to do. You hear your pastor this morning. It's not going to be hard for you to live in the supernatural. 
It's not something that just pastor can do. And it's not something that just some elder saint can do. But you can live in the supernatural. And you can operate in the Holy Ghost. The, the, more, the older I get and the more I learn of Him, the more I come to understand the simplicity and the normalcy of His supernatural kingdom being within me daily. It should be part of life for me. It should not be, be unordinary for me to operate in the Holy Ghost. But it should become ordinary. It ought to be my normal that I operate in the Holy Ghost. And I, the Lord's doing something. The Lord's doing something. He's, he's making some shifts and, and you just get ready for it. I will tell you this. There were angels in this room on Wednesday night. There were angels in this room on Wednesday night. And there's been, here I go, I may just get out there. Some of y'all may think this gets crazy, weird. You, you can think that, but I, I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach God. So you just hold on. There's a couple angels been w- walking with me. And uh, they go with me everywhere I go. And, and the angelic ministry of the Lord is, is operating in my life right now. They're, they're not there just, to, just for me to say, you do this and you do that. It's not as, but when I talk about them, they come move up behind me. I can feel them moving up behind me right now while I'm preaching to you. And uh, they're with me. And I was told those, that, that those angels are there for a reason because God's getting ready. When you walk through something, you're gonna, those angels are going to come to you and they're going to minister to your spirit. And you're going to find that you're worn out because when you battle with the devil, you get worn out. And they're going to come and they're going to minister to you. I feel them right now. Last night, I lay in my bed. And this is, I'm, y'all just get ready. I'm not trying to spook anybody out. But I'm also not about to, I'm not about to not walk in what God wants us to walk in. And what I'm talking about, you don't need to be afraid of. This is not something to be fearful of. But I had a prophet tell me. Get ready because they're coming and God's got some things. And, and, and even when I read my text this morning, there were things in my text I didn't know that were in there until I said it. He said, you're going to hear a voice speak to you. And, and, uh, and, and, and I read that in my text this morning about broke me down. He said, you're going to hear a voice speak to you and you're going to say. And if you don't say it, you won't have it. So I'm going to say it because we're going to have it. And if y'all want to have an ordinary church, you go have ordinary church somewhere else. But we're getting ready to have a supernatural church. We will have a church where addiction is broken. We will have a church where yokes are destroyed. We will have a church where the Holy Ghost is poured out. We will have a church where God moves and God operates. And it won't be on me. It's going to be Him. We're going to have a supernatural church. Maybe seated. We will have a supernatural church. Young people. I want you to get to going after God with everything you have. I want you to deepen your prayer lives. I want you to get hungry for studying the Word of God. Young people, I want you to get hungry for God to operate in your life. 
I'm telling you, there's giftings and callings. None of that's in my notes, but I'm going to say it. There's giftings and callings in our young people in this church. There's tremendous giftings and callings in them. And I, I see it. I see it. And I know what God wants to do in some of you. The question is not about whether God wants to do it. The question is whether you're going to allow Him to do it. Get plugged in when I'm preaching. So these angels are coming. They're, they're going to be there to minister to you. They're going to, and, and you need to acknowledge them when they come. That's why I'm talking about them. He said, you've got to acknowledge them when they come. And you need to even stop every once in a while. If you're not sure why they're there, you're going to know what they feel like. When this word was being given to me, I felt th- those angels come up behind me. And the Lord just impressed in my spirit. I'm, I'm allowing you to feel what it, what it feels like when they come to you. So you'll know that they're there. So that word was shared with me, and, and then that feeling eventually dissipated. And A little bit later, I said, you know, you told me I need to acknowledge them, so I want to tell you that when you spoke that to me, I felt those angels come to me. And I said, I could tell you where they were standing. And, and, and I said, matter of fact, they just walked back up to me again. Right now, I feel them coming up to me, because every time I talk about them, here they come. And he said, I, he said, absolutely. He said, don't you tell me where they're standing. I'm going to tell you where they're standing. So God will be able to confirm this to you. And he told me where they were. And it was exact. I couldn't see them physically. He could. I couldn't see them physically, but I knew exactly where they were. And, and so uh, that was confirmation to me that this was, in fact, real. This is God talking and ministering. So last night, I lay in bed and I began to have a dream and and. In my dream, there was some of your kids in that dream, folks, in this church. Some of your children were in that dream. And, uh, and I'm not just talking about young, young, young ones. Some of your kids were in my dream, and, and something was going on, and, and something rose up in me. And I said, they don't have to take that. And I walked in to a room, and I pulled, I pulled a man out of that room. And, and I'm not going to share everything about it, but I'll tell you this. I pulled a man out of that room. There was a, he was possessed. And I knew he was possessed. And I pulled him out into a foyer. And I said, let me tell you, you're not going to do this anymore. And you're not going to try to exercise your authority over them anymore. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I said, matter of fact, devil, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave him and to quit tormenting and abusing. That was the word. Abusing them. I command you to do it. And, and, and I cast you out of here. You don't, you don't look for anybody else to go in around here. I cast you out of here. Matter of fact, I want you to go into that sea where those uh, pigs ran into with all those devils. I cast you into that sea. And it left. And, and, and it, it, well, it came out of that man. And, and I picked the spirit up. And I walked out the door with it. And I took it. And I said, now you leave and go there. And. It was gone. There was another man watching all that going because people had gathered to watch. There was another man watching what was going on. And the Lord spoke to me and said, he's got, a, he's got the same spirit within him. He's possessed with the same thing. And so I turned around and looked. And, and uh, the Lord, the uh, flies were, were just swarming around his head. No one else could see the flies except me. But the Lord said, that's the one. That's it. Yep, that's the one I told you had the spirit. And I walked, I cast the spirit out of him as well and uh and i woke up from my dream and i was just drenched in sweat this morning early i woke up i was drenched in sweat and and uh i i i laid there in my bed and i and i felt like i i wasn't quite sure but i felt like maybe there was oppression uh that was just trying to push down on me and i and i thought i wonder if lord is that a dream from you or is that a dream from me and 
And what's going on here right now? And I just lay there trying to try to think through it a little bit. And, and I thought, you know what? There's, I just feel like maybe something's coming against me right now. So as I lay there, I just breathed out. I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you give me, would you help me to walk right now in power and in authority? And when I said that, I immediately felt those angels come to me. Folks, I, I knew what it must have felt like for Elijah when he woke up under that juniper tree. And the angel of the Lord had come to give him water and something to eat. Immediately, I felt refreshing come to my soul. And what had been trying to just push down on me, it was gone. I, I told my wife this morning, I said, it left just like that. Uh, whatever that was, that heaviness, it was gone immediately when those angels came to minister to me. And uh, I, I heard my wife in her sleep. She was making some odd noises. And so I said, it could be the devil's trying to uh, mess with her right now. And she may be fighting a spiritual battle. So I laid hands on her, began to pray for her this morning, early hours of the morning. God, if she's fighting anything right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you'd help her to walk in authority over it right now. None of this was things I was thinking about. I just knew I was preaching about a supernatural kingdom today. But I hadn't planned to share any of that. But I'm just telling you right now, we are involved in a supernatural kingdom. We're not fighting flesh and blood. But we're talking about principalities. We're talking about powers of darkness. We're talking about spiritual wickedness in high places. And everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. We are fighting some spiritual things that are coming against us. And you can try to ignore it if you want to. But I'm not going to ignore it. I'm taking authority over it. I'm taking authority over it. I will not be subject to it. I will not be intimidated by it. In the name of Jesus Christ. I will take authority and power over all the power of the enemy. You want to have an ordinary church, this isn't the place for you to be. But if you want to come to the house of God and know you've been to the house of God and know that you've experienced the power of God, this is where you need to be coming because God is going to allow that to happen. There's some things you can expect when you're walking in the supernatural. You can expect signs. You can expect miracles. You can expect wonders. You can expect spiritual warfare. Again, I feel like I need to say this. Do not be afraid of it. You do not need to be afraid of it. The weakest person in this room has more authority than any devil that would come against you. You have more authority than any devil that comes against you. There is no weapon that is formed against you that shall prosper. There is no weapon that is formed against you that shall prosper. And I don't care what devil it is. I don't care what they've said. I don't care how ugly they are. I don't care how they uh, make themselves look to intimidate you. All you have to do is walk out and call it like David did. You can come to me with all your fear, devil. And you can come to me with all the problems you want to throw at me, devil. You can throw addictions at me, devil. And you can throw my kids having problems at me, devil. But I come to you in the name of the Lord, God of Israel. Devil, you may have your old tools, but I've got the name, and I've got the blood, and I've got the word of God. And in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, devil. Now, come on, somebody. Help me preach. Help me preach right now. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, we may be in spiritual warfare, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm getting ready to pull down the things that the, uh, my God, we stepped into it right now. We're going to start pulling down the things that have tried to come up against the people of God. We're getting ready to pull it down. We're getting ready to pull it down. I'm going to pull down your fear, devil. In the name of Jesus, I'm pulling it down. I'm pulling it down. It's not for you to intimidate me. I don't know who you think you are. I don't know who you think you are. But in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, spirit of fear. I rebuke you. I rebuke you. <laughs> Mighty through God. Pulling down. The pulling down. You don't understand, Pastor. That's a stronghold. Yeah, but the weapons of my warfare aren't carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you know what a stronghold is? Yeah, I know exactly what a stronghold is. It's a place you're not supposed to be able to breach. And it's supposed to be impenetrable. And it's supposed to be that you can't get back there. I know if something happens to the president, they're going to rush him down into a room down below ground where nobody can get to him. But in the name of Jesus, I don't care what stronghold the devil has. I don't care where he's been trying to hide in the recesses of your mind. I don't care where he's been trying to hide down somewhere deep inside of your heart. In the name of Jesus this morning, we're coming after him. And the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Clap your hands and give him praise. We're in a supernatural kingdom. Folks, I've been in this too long. I've been in this too long, and, and many of you have too, for us to start questioning how real God is. And you've been in this too long to start questioning how real this word is. In the name of Jesus, you need to stand back on the word of God again. If you've been backed up, you need to get up and get up on the Word of God this morning. You need to make up your mind to stand on His never-changing, never-shaking Word. This is what we expect when we walk in the supernatural. Yeah, there's spiritual warfare. Let me tell you something else. So there's spiritual blessings. <laughs> there's spiritual blessings. There's spiritual blessings. I've got peace. I've got peace. I've got peace. Peace like a river. Peace like a river. But, but pastor, don't you, don't you ever go through anything? You better believe I go through stuff. Folks, I'm like Paul. Not only do I have everything I've got to deal with because of me and my family, but I've also got the care of the saints on me. Yeah, I'm walking through stuff. 
Yeah, I'm weeping with you. Yeah, I'm praying with you. Yeah, I'm trying to believe God with you. You better believe I'm going through stuff. But in the middle of all that, I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. It's a spiritual blessing. I've got, folks, you better believe I get down. You better believe I get worn out. Yes, I get tired. Yes, I get exhausted spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. I get exhausted. There's some days I don't want to answer that phone. Because I know somebody may be walking through something else. There's some days I don't want to do that. But the angels of the Lord come to me. And God sends a spiritual blessing. It's like old Boaz and Ruth. Are y'all okay right now? You, you can be seated if you need to. You can stand if you want to stand. It's like Boaz and Ruth. You remember Ruth went to that field to glean. And Boaz told those workers. He said wherever she goes. I want you to leave handfuls of purpose for her. The Lord spoke to me years ago. He said that is a type of me in the kingdom. He said, uh, he said the, the field is my kingdom. And he said Ruth is a type of the church. And, and I, Boaz is a type of me. Those workers are a type of my angelic host. And uh, wherever, wherever it is that the church goes, I've, I've already commissioned angels to go before the church and drop handfuls of purpose. And so everywhere I go, I pick up what I need. And everywhere you go, in the name of Jesus, you can pick up whatever it is you need. Quit allowing the devil to tell you you don't have what you need to have. Quit believing his lie that somehow you're beat up so much that you can't make it. That is nothing but a lie. If you will trust in the word of God. If you will trust in the word of God. You will make it. And there are his angels. This is what to expect when we walk in the supernatural. We need the right attitude. Brother Bill, come help me. We need the right attitude. Listen, 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 church. This is where the rubber meets the road this morning. We need the right attitude. We need the right faith. And we need a willingness to experience the supernatural. Because obstacles to the supernatural are a bad attitude. Unbelief. And resisting the Holy Spirit. Naaman came to experience the supernatural. The prophet told him what it was going to take. Go dip in that muddy Jordan River seven times. He loaded up. He got on his chariot. He said, I'm out of here. I don't have to do that. That's not for me. I'm not dipping in some muddy river. I'm not getting up and getting wound up while he's preaching like this. I don't have to do all that to have a move of God in my life. You go ahead. You go ahead, but you're going to keep walking through the same hell you've been walking through. You're going to fight the same devils you've been fighting. You better hear your pastor this morning because I came in the Holy Ghost. I'm not, just, I'm not just pastoring this morning. I'm prophesying to you. You can keep walking through all that if you want to. Not me. Not me. God, if I got to go get in a muddy old river, I'll get in a muddy river. People tease me sometimes. I know I get crazy when I preach every once in a while. I know I start slinging my jacket around, got the sleeves turned inside out. This morning, all that. It don't take all that. You don't have to be doing all that. Yeah, but I felt good when I did it. Long time ago, I decided if I felt like God wanted me to do something, I was going to do it. 
you can, you can just do whatever you're going to do. But I found that when I do stuff like that, the simplest thing. You telling me God tells you to throw your coat down on the ground? Yeah, sometimes he does. If that bothers you, you need to go read the Bible. You'd been real messed up when a woman pushed her way through the crowd saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can just touch the hem of his garment. Some of you'd been saying, Jesus, you got to come right now to my house. And one centurion said, Lord, you don't even have to come. Just speak the word. That's the kind of faith I want to have. If he tells me to do cartwheels, I'm doing cartwheels. If he tells me to stand on my head and chew purple bubble gum, I'm headed to the store to get my bubble gum. It's, it's not wisdom of man. It's not wisdom of man. The things of God are foolishness to us. But the foolishness of God is greater than the greatest wisdom of man. So, therefore, gladly will I be a fool for Christ's sake. I'll do whatever I got to do. But I'm going to live in a supernatural kingdom. And my kids are going to know a dad who walked in the supernatural. My children are going to say, my dad, he had a touch of God on his life. My, my dad knew how to touch heaven. My kids are going to say, when my dad preached, heaven came down. What are you trying to say? I'm not trying. I, I'm, I joke around and stuff. I'm not trying to pump myself up. I'm just telling you who I am and what I'm going to be. I'm in a supernatural kingdom. I'm going to touch a supernatural God. I'm experiencing the supernatural presence of the Lord. Get, get rid of your bad attitude, Naaman. Get rid of your bad attitude, Naaman. Quit telling God what you won't do. And really, Naaman didn't even tell God what he wasn't going to do. He told the man of God what he wasn't going to do. Don't have a bad attitude and tell me what you're not going to do. Don't do it. Come on, Naaman. It's just an old muddy river. Surely you can, surely you can humble yourself to go get ducked in that muddy old river. Lose the attitude. Lose the unbelief. Jesus went to Nazareth. The supernatural walked into Nazareth. But he could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Well, I have a hard time believing some of the stuff you're saying. Well, I've tried to say things that would help build your belief. But just because you haven't walked in it yet doesn't mean that you can't. And that it's not real. So you need to get hungry for it. And if you're struggling with unbelief, you need to be like that man of great faith, in my opinion, who said, Lord, I believe. There's a little bit in me wanting to believe, but there's something else in me that says, I don't believe it. God said, that's okay, I can work with that. The fact that the man even showed up said that there was enough belief for God to do a work. And the fact that you walked to church today, you came in the door, says there's enough belief in this room for God to do. Even if you're struggling, the fact you came says there's enough belief here for God to do a work. And the third thing was this. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Stephen in Acts 7 said to his accusers, Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets have not 
your fathers persecuted. And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one. Of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers. Who have received the law by the disposition of angels. By the giving of the angels. And have not kept it. You had all these things. You sat in heavenly places where the angelic hosts came and moved as you're sitting in this morning. He said, but there's some of you that are stiff-necked and you're uncircumcised in heart and you do always resist the Holy Ghost. And I say to people in this church that I pastor, I love you. I hope you feel it from the depths of my soul. I love you. I love everybody that I pastor. It's such an honor and privilege to pastor you. But because I love you, I'm going to preach like I'm preaching. And I'm going to tell you, don't resist the Holy Ghost. Don't resist the Holy Ghost. Don't walk out of here criticizing this message today. I'm warning you right now. And I don't think you would. But don't walk out of here to criticize this message. Don't resist the Holy Ghost. Don't fall on the prophets and don't fall on the preacher and don't gnash at him with your teeth. The Holy Ghost is moving because we're in a supernatural kingdom and God is ready to work. Now, I've preached all I need to preach, but from the get-go, the presence of the Lord has been here this morning. And if you want to be a part of a supernatural kingdom, I'm asking you to come out from where you are. I'm not leading an altar call for a long time today. I'm about to get out of this mic and go to prayer. So please don't ask me to keep this thing going. I'm just wondering if there's anybody that can keep a prayer meeting going for just a little bit this morning. Would you come? Would you come? Would you find a place to pray and seek God?